You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. I can remember so many times having different ambitions for so many different things and working towards whatever that goal was. And most times, I'm not going to lie, I could think about so many occasions that I wanted to put down my ambitions and think about, am I really on the path to making what I need to have happen? Am I really getting to the point of where I need to be? And just feeling like this is an uphill battle at times. The bigger picture was, though, I knew what I saw on the end result of this vision, of this dream, of this desire, of this goal, whatever it it formed itself to be. And and I would feed into it and shape it and mold it and look at it. And this is all in the mind's eye now. And slowly just doing the things that would allow it to compartmentalize enough to start materializing. And so many times those moments in between is where you become exhausted. You question what you're doing. You wonder if the working parts of things are going to come together at times. But then you have to evoke your faith in there because really and truly it's the faith that even created the vision because it's something that you desire for yourself, but it wasn't in the physical. So at some point you were already operating from the very beginning in the faith of it. But you know how the human condition will sometimes intercede and make you feel like, this may not materialize or maybe I'm, I'm I'm working at something that's just not totally there. It's not coming together. Not to say that it doesn't happen. It does. But many a times in the midst of those moments and missing those times is the test of will of how long will you hold on to your faith and hold on to what you need to hold on to until it manifests. Once you get to the point of having something don't even know what it is, but just something that you desire it so much, you you feel it, you see it, you can taste it. And even though maybe, maybe things around it are not shaping up to form itself to to look like it's coming forth, but in your spirit, in your in your being, you know that this is something that you see for yourself, or you see yourself doing, or you see yourself having, you see yourself possessing, or or interacting within. So, what do you do? You have to hold on until it manifests. Y'all, it's Monday. You know what time it is. Sunday's Monday Motivation. Let's go. No matter the time or the season, we're open and available 24-7. Shouldn't your dealership be too? Carumba.com, the convenient online used vehicle marketplace. Register your independent dealership now.
What I've come to find is a lot of times people have now become so accustomed to seeing the social media effect, I call it, of people celebrating their moments of achievement, their levels of success. They'll see the glitz, the glam, the financial gains, the bells and whistles, the toys and houses, just all these different materialized things that are being shared from people who have achieved something in some form or fashion. Maybe um, it, it doesn't matter really what the, the underlining is of what they have achieved, but the fact that it's not uncommon uh, for people to be drawn to others who are magnetizing these things that have happened in their life. A lot of times, though, these same people, especially if what they're speaking on is true, they didn't share those moments where they were homeless or hungry or billless, like literally had no money to pay the not billless, but didn't have the money to pay the bills that they had uh, that was overwhelming them. They they didn't have a car. Their children didn't have clothes. You know, it it can go from end to end. And most times when we do hear these stories. They're the overcoming, the, uh, the, the aspect of how they got through. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But what most times most people don't think about or don't see is the measurement of time, the level of things that they had to go through, the back and forth obstacles, the moments of despair, the aspects that may have had them, in a sense, almost feeling like they had no control over their life. Yet they had this one, maybe one thing, maybe a few things that kept them drived enough to say, I got to keep going. You know, the, the survival method may kick in and it could be something as simple as the next day. And or it could just be a long term vision that they've had or a goal or, you know, I, I can remember hearing stories of Steve Harvey talking about him sleeping in his car and not having enough money to, from moment to moment to night to night. And things start to slowly open up for him. Tyler Perry speaks on so many visions, so many different times that he put on plays. Nobody attended. He used everything that he had to his last. He slept in his car. He didn't have the support that he'd hoped that he would have from friends or family at times. And he just stayed the course. So. And I'm using those two because those are two that I think about quite a bit for myself in moments that I might be up against quite a bit. I can, you know, take reverence of these stories, of these circumstances, of these situations. And then there are people I know personally who have had uh, many of those type of, <clears throat> excuse me, interactions, experiences and and, and even for myself. I know what it is to go from having things moving and, and going to dropping and, and literally losing everything, almost feeling like you just totally lost yourself. And when you're at that point, it's like there's no there's nothing else to lose. So why not lean all the way in? Because this is where you are. This is where all you have and this is all you got. This is it. Ground zero, right? Guys, I think that we have such a magnitude of ability as humans. And metaphysically, we are 
sometimes, maybe in fleeting moments, in small visions, maybe even little zones. And if you're a person that meditates, if you take the time to give a higher power or universe or your God or whatever it is that you subscribe as your being or not, you take the time to recognize that there's something more greater that you want for yourself or for your family or for your business. And so you have an inventory moment of where you are, who you are, and how you are. And measuring that to the quintessential of where it is that you're looking to go, most times does not look alike. There can be significant gaps between here and there. There could be miles, years, decades, maybe even an aspect of centuries that maybe your vision of what it is that you desire to do and be maybe something that's so greater than you that it would generationally gap into a whole nother lifetime that does not include you. If you don't know what I'm saying, let's think about some of the many, many, many people who have fed to our society. Einstein, Sigmund, Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung, oh God, Plato, Socrates. I mean, there's just tons, tons of people that have had some intuitiveness and they worked into, they could provide or elevate the things that were in their brain, the knowledge that they acquired, the things that they discovered about themselves and contributed to their vision or their journeys in life, right? So can you imagine that some of the smallest things that you may think about or that you feel or the things that pit into your stomach or the things that make you feel uneasy because you're not doing them or you're not putting forth effort into them or you put it to the side or you're like, I can't, I can't see myself getting this done because I have so much else in front of me or so many things in front of me. I've got to tell you that those moments, those feelings, those pushes, those urges, that uncomfortability, a lot of times the higher power and the spirit of things is saying, hey, yo, I know you know that that's right there and I know you know you want to do it. So what we doing? Okay, maybe I'm talking to those who may not have had this experience, but I'm just going to tell you from my perspective that I can't begin to tell you how many things, how many times, how many places, how many moments I have had, oh, the level of challenges, the level of things that should have never, ever been an opportunity for me to even be considered. Things that I didn't even have my hand on. And the universe said, here, I'm going to put this person in place and this thing in place, and we're going to put this here. And then the synchronicity starts to happen. And I can remember many times being to my last and there was some business opportunity or um, some some other opportunity of, of, of uh, financial space and place that allowed me to make a change, which is just to be in the right place with somebody to do something that met this person that led to this, that led to the next step, that led to the ultimate opportunity to come forth. I mean, there's not one way of this uh, experience, but when I tell you it is real and I, I decided to talk about holding on until it manifests because even for myself, even in this moment, 
I have had to remember that statement. I've had to evoke that statement and allow it to resonate in my spirit and say, God, I'm, I'm, I need my guidance box. I need my GPS in, in accordance to what, where and how I should be. And two, sometimes am I asking, am I in the space place and am I doing the things necessary to better achieve and to be the better person that I know to be in this moment, in this relationship, in this transaction, in this correlation, in this relationship with whomever I'm interacting with in my life. So when those moments and times, and you never know what they look like, you never know how or when those moments can change or, or, or fork off into different directions. The thing is, you have to be obedient enough to recognize, one, that you have to ask, right? And that you have to humble yourself enough to know that maybe it ain't just all you, buddy, that going to make it all go the way you think it's going to go. And I think a lot of times society wise, we get caught up in thinking, oh, yeah, Tyler Perry, this and he did this and he Oprah did this and this person did that. And but if you listen to their conversation. In the midst of their statements, you may hear them say, you know, but God led me or the spirit led me or the universe or the higher power or the moment of my internal self. Made a decision however you want to acknowledge it, gave me the opportunity to see or to steer me or to put these people in place that allowed me to be able to move forward. And when I tell you the wonderfulness is almost like Aladdin's carpet that for a long time you might have, a long time could be minutes, hours, days, weeks, years, decades. Trust me, there's no measurement in this. The true measurement is preparing yourself and being ready because it could feel like ever before things start coming. But as soon as the right things start clicking and clacking in place, I tell you, it can move so fast. You feel like you're on Aladdin's carpet. You can feel like like your feet are not even under you because now all of a sudden the right person is showing up. The uh, the phone call you needed comes in. Somebody discovers your information, calls you and tells you, hey, I was looking for you and I didn't know it was you, but I, I knew what I needed. And, and it appears this is what you provide as an ability for me to get what I need to get. Or I want to collaborate with you. You know, it's a wonderful course when you allow your faith to be evoked, even in the midst of confusion, chaos or your doubts of yourself, because a lot of those things can be self-inflicted because we're falling in and out of our faith or we're not staying in the course of the vision of what we are ultimately trying to get to. And guys, this is not a judgment. This is not a chastising moment, because when I tell you this is a constant for me, because there's so many things in my life that are in my midst and in my in my box of desires. So because of that, I've come to recognize for a good majority of my life that things may not be easy for me. It may not come to be the, um, you know, roll over. Here it is on all instances. But sometimes there are things that will come because I prepared myself 
or I held on to that to that vision or I took inventory of certain things. Maybe even I fumbled the ball. Maybe I, I totally bombed. Maybe I totally failed at so many levels of things that it made me go back and tweak some things. And a lot of times it's the tweaking of the self that needs to happen versus the external aspect of things. So there's this wonderful crafted quote that I'm looking at that says, if you want to know someone's mind, listen to their words. If you want to know their heart, watch their actions. Because let me tell you something. There are many people that you probably have on your timelines, your phone, your email that will say, hey, Sonny, I got this thing. This is what I do. We got this service. We got this product. You, you, you could take advantage of it. Use it for 14 days. Sign up today. You know, free trial. I mean, there's something you're getting. There's something that's vying for your attention. There's something that somebody's asking for you to participate in or for you to buy it because we're, we're hyper consumers. So I already know that's not a question. The deal is, are you seeing them be what they say that they're providing to you? Are, they, are their actions followed up behind the words of what they're saying? Are they making good on the things that they're telling you uh, to partake in? Or to be exposed to. And sometimes the answer to that may not be a yes. It may not be a definite yes. It may not be a definite uh, close-end opportunity. It may be something that you decide, you know what, I'm going to give this a try and see what it does. It may not have much expectation from it. But it, it could very well be something that you may not recognize that could take you to a whole nother level. The deal is... Um, I think that the word trust becomes a resonated aspect of uh, a bigger part of all of this. You have to be able to better trust yourself and in trusting yourself. And, and when I say trust, I mean real trust. I don't mean, oh, yeah, you know, you telling everybody this, this and this. No, I'm talking about the quiet moments when it's just you. And there's nobody to impress. There's no one to convince. There's no one to Listen to whatever it is that you have to say, but it's you, you looking at you, you being with you saying, yo, (laughs) Bob, Tom, Jerry, Carrie, Mary and Lulu. Nobody has taken on or believed in this or has taken it and stayed with it to the degree in which I hoped it to be. But. Do I believe enough in it myself? Do I trust myself enough to believe that what I'm telling you or presenting you is enough? Like, I, I'm going to tell you guys, for me, um, I, I come from a significant background of sales, marketing, however you want to describe it. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's funny how people will try to make sales or a person that does anything that is a consultative or sales perspective that maybe you're... Um, uh, what's some of the words or terms? Oh, you're a hustler or you're a, uh, a opportunist or you're a um, a slickster. Or you're just... Let me tell you what's so funny. Do you realize that no business can be done without a transaction? That nothing is happening. We can sit and talk. We can send contracts. We can eat food. We can, we can read books. We can have seminars. We can have all of the guru, you knew, high do, what we do. We can have all those discussions, but I promise you nothing has happened until there's some type of transaction between people, between beings, between entities. There's nothing happening until that is president. 
once those transactions, whether it be monetarily, uh, in communication, in action, or whatever it is, you're not doing anything. You're taking up space. You're taking up time. You're, you're measuring. You're, you're stroking. You're, you're vibing. You know, you might be having a, a whole cipher, right? That's all cool and dandy if that's what you want to do. You can. Nobody's taken away from that. But what does it define to be? Are you really producing something? Are you providing something that is becoming materialized? That's where it's real, right? Not to say that your materialization of things or the level of the things that you're doing has to be at a certain price point or it has to be uh, equated to uh, be worthy of a certain amount. No, it has to be worthy enough to be what it is that you say that it's going to be. The receiver is going to find the value in what it is that you're giving. Okay, so even for yourself, you have to have the value of whatever it is that you're putting for time and effort into. You have to value it first. You have to give it measurement. Then your vision or whatever it is that you're providing or giving, whether it's platonically uh, equally trans, you know, transcended or if it's materialized by something that is um, able to be given, whether it's product, service or whatever. You have to be able to, to then give that to the next person and for them to see the value in it and for them to resonate with it. That allows the fullness of whatever the interaction is to come forth. So I think that when people are, you know, giving the stigma that a salesperson or something like that uh, is trying to get over, it, it's, it's just foolishness. A lot of times that's a deflection. Um, it, it could be that they they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to entertain you. Maybe they're so preoccupied that they're just not there to listen to you. And it may not be that, that what you're saying or, or giving or, or, or providing is not worth it. But maybe at that moment, they're not there to receive it. But don't ever feel like you need to retreat from somebody because they say that you're a salesperson or the, take pride in that because nothing is happening without somebody providing the availability to it. Okay. Now, as you progress to do the things that you're doing, whether it's small steps, large steps, big steps, little steps, no steps, you still have to have the value system and whatever it is that you're doing, you have to have the belief factor in it. Because that is going to be the steadfast ability for whatever it is to continue. Now, I'm not saying that it won't be times that maybe you have to stop, put it to the side. I have done that. Still do it. Maybe, you know, conceptualized it. It wasn't the time for it to get the attention that it needed. Maybe all the resources didn't align up. You know, prime example, the movie Avatar, um, I believe is James Cameron. I'm going to confirm that in a second. But the movie Avatar, the first movie of Avatar, was not given um, the green light or the attention in the production world for over 25 years. And the reason being is because the vision of that film, that vision of that film, the 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 excuse me the visionary of that film yes it is James Cameron 
he felt like he could not make this film in the time period in which he wanted to first do it because he let he had to let technology catch up to it. And because he needed to have the technology come up to it and cinematically create the movie that he wanted, he waited. That doesn't mean that he didn't work on it, but he did wait until he could see the full vision of what he wanted that film to look like, how he wanted it to create it, and how he wanted it to unfold to the public. And I want to say 25 years. So you'll be surprised that a lot of these businesses, companies, inventions, things that we're interacting and engaging with, they may not have been an overnight creation. They have been something that have been imparted in over time. So, guys, I'm, I'm going to say this because I could ramble on for hours on this because it is such a, a prevalent discussion of so many different things that we could touch on that people could relate to. At the end of the day, I want you to recognize just how significant it is and why it's so important for you to hold on until it manifests. And whatever that looks like for you does not mean I'm telling you to monopolize your entire day on whatever this project or vision is, but make sure that you give it what you need to give it in order for it to continue. If it's worth it, if you feel that it's something that the world needs to know about, the world needs to interact with, the world needs to see, or if you just need to do it for yourself, continue to hold on until it manifests. And I promise you, the reward of it at the end will be something that it won't even be measurable. And it does not always have to materialize into something in a financial gain. So with that being said, allow what it is that's most important to you to maintain its mainstay. And I promise you, it will give you such a reward beyond measurement, like I said. Continue to journey on and explore these aspects of ourselves and allow it to be the vehicle that takes you to the next step and to the next step. All right, guys, I want to just uh, give you a, a quick update. For those who have been listening to these uh, Sunday's Monday Motivations, I always want to just tell you, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I want you guys to continue to listen in, share the information. I always invite you to our website to give your, your feedback, our social media pages to share and give that information and, and feedback to us. Also, I want to alert you that we have new show segments that are coming, uh, new community partner opportunities that are being presented. This is Autism Month. Uh, yesterday was World Autism Awareness Day, and we were able to share about our new community partner, Anthony's Voice. Very excited about that four-part series going forth, as well as so many other segments uh, that are coming uh, to Live Mouth Radio, a very special component that I've had in my uh, my little kitty box, uh, The Exceptional and Gifted, a show that is going to highlight some extraordinary people around the world that are doing some amazing things. And those conversations are reflective of how they're changing the world with their gifts, their talents, their their business, their minds, whatever it is that they're, they're doing on a day-to-day basis uh, that is giving um, new essence to the world and, and those that are able to receive it. Uh, so there's so many other shows that are coming in, and, and I'm so, so grateful for the ability to be able to share these things with you. And I just want you to remember that 
Um, for every moment that you take the time to listen to these shows, I am very grateful. And I'm always, always, always uh, just I can't even always sometimes put it in the words. Look, I've been talking all day, right? But when I tell you that um, my gratitude is significant here, I mean, ten years is a is a time span that is not to be um, to be skipped over. It, it definitely has been um, a journey, and we're we're not going anywhere. We're seemingly just kind of really getting started, and and really. Uh, expounding on some of our content. And uh, also another important announcement I needed to make. As of last week, we're now part of the Amazon Music podcast platform. We were sent an invite in the, uh, the latter part of March from Amazon directly telling us that they've been aware of our podcast. They want us on their platforms. So we just picked up another 55 million uh, listeners that are on the Amazon platform that can now listen and tune in and subscribe to Live My Radio Network. So when I tell you guys the conversation today, holding on until it manifests, I can remember um, in 2011 when I was uh, dealing with the screening room and I had my comedy club in Atlanta area. I remember um, just having so much appreciation for Rodney Perry's um, drive. And he was one of the first people that impressed upon me about um, having my own network and doing my own radio show. He was doing his thing for some time. And and I was very, very, very intrigued about it. And uh, I remember just saying that, you know, once I got the, the, the screening room up to the point in which I could have it really kind of running and gunning, how I would then ignite the radio segment to layer into uh, the screening room and, and have these uh, these live uh, radio shows. And, and and that was a big part of my vision. And of course, uh, if, if you know the story a little bit, um, <clears throat> I did not uh, know initially um, that I would be uh, recognized as the first black female to open a comedy club in Georgia, especially in the metro Atlanta area, and uh, to own and operate as, a, uh, as an African-American. Uh, female. And then two, uh, at that time, it was only four uh, comedy clubs operating in the U.S. that were black owned. And uh, so there was a lot of pressure that 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 lived in that situation for me. Um, you know, I, I'm not one from run to run from anything like that, but it was a lot of pressure and a lot of uh, grit and a lot of might that it took for me to step out there and, and to do that. And, you know, after a year and a half of uh, working on that in, in an area, which was in McDonough, Georgia, um, about 30 minutes south of Atlanta, uh, in my neighboring area, uh, I decided to have to shut it down just because financially it wasn't making sense. I did not have enough of the financial gain to maintain it. And um, But I don't take away any of the experience. I was so appreciative of that, that moment and that journey of time that I had. And the many comedians and, and patrons and people came for dinner and, and you know and, and, and for entertainment and, and got the both the best world the, the the best of both worlds coming into that uh, into that space. Um, so I, I I saw my vision materialize. I do remember how um, I just had to kind of hold on before I could really have truly launch Live Off Radio the way I wanted to. Um, and, and really just kind of getting over the um, time period of shutting down that business and, and, and transcending to the next step with Loudmouth and what that looked like and, and being able to come back and put, put, it, you know, put it into existence in the end of 2012 and the beginning of 2013, uh, we launched our first 
our official show online, my radio network on uh, the beginning of January. And so now to sit here and to see that those 10 years have elapsed and and, and how much has come and, and gone and to, uh, I can remember saying that I wanted Loudmouth Radio to be one of the number one uh, small radio networks, the, the, one of the, the, the number one independent radio networks that, that dealt with small business and that, you know, and, and made major components of society and the community that we are part of and, and, and what we want to engage with, would recognize us for doing what we're doing. And, uh, you know, I was so grateful. Uh, Keisha Waits, uh, who is uh, in, in Fulton County, um, you know, one of our political allies, one of our political allies uh, stopped and, and, and recognized the work of what we were doing as a radio network and presented us to the Georgia State Capitol. And little did we know that we would be received the proclamation from the from the state and from the governor at the time, recognizing our, our, our work in the community and in you know working with the uh, SBA and being a part of the White House uh opportunities of different programs and uh tours financial literacy for small business owners and LGBT and I mean the list just goes on and on and on and on and on and I and I could just continue to just spark on uh the moments that we've had and uh Knowing that this is not what um, is is not the end, it's just the beginning. But just to be able to uh, think about where we've come from to get to this point and where we're headed is just a is just a blessing. So I just wanted to share those announcements, and there will be more things that I'll be sharing. And definitely, we're now at the point where we're opening up more opportunities for more media partners. Uh, we're always uh, so grateful to have people who who believe enough to to join in with us and to put their business and their organizations or whatever it is that you're doing into our listening audience into our podcast platforms, which allows us to be uh, to be heard around the world. You know, we're on our way to almost 300 million plus listening audiences of availability and accessibility. So that's not a little thing, and we're just so grateful for it. So, guys, at the end of the day, thank you for listening to Live Off Radio Network and giving us an opportunity to bring the word to you of empowerment, inspiration, entertainment. Until then, check you out later. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Loudmouth.com, the number one small business online network. We're putting the word out about small business. Put your business on the referral network online that wants to put the word out about you. Thirty point seven million small businesses in the U.S. creating one point five million jobs annually. Small business accounts for sixty four percent of new job creation in the U.S. There's strength in numbers. No matter what we face, know that there's strength in us. Because of you, we're able, we're capable, we're resilient, and we are available because we are small business, and together, we're the economy. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.